Okay, goeiemorgen, good morning. Sure, I'm feeling powerful with this mic, yeah. <laughs> um, it's great to be here. Um, I see some familiar faces and also some people I do not know. So my name is Morris. So Morris, that's usually my intro line. But if you can't remember all of that, you can just call me Mo. That's Barry. <laughs> um, so it's good to be with you guys this morning. I'm from um, Wellington, so I'm not far. So you can say, hey there, neighbor. I'm just around the corner. And um, yeah, so we, we've been part of Josh Jen for a few years now, but just the congregation in Wellington, it's almost 20 years that we've been part of that congregation. And um, yeah, we, we're family. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you guys. Um, yeah, when um, Ron asked me to come and share, um, he just shared some things like what God's been busy um, here with, and, um, and it's just like that that you guys are looking at um, just being a priesthood of all believers. So I said, hey, it sounds like something that the Lord is also doing in my heart. So I just want to see if this thing is working. Cool. So my, my message this morning is not very difficult. It's as easy as ABC. All right. So can you say ABC? <laughs> but the power of this message lies in the doing of it. <laughs> so it's, it's as easy as ABC. The power of this message lies within the outflow of this. And, um, and that's where the priesthood, that all of us has a part to play. It's not just the, the leaders or the elders or, or that, that, that plays a part, but each one of us has a role to play in this congregation. And um, so just to start off, um, already started, but just to share a bit. So <laughs> many of us... Um, Going through lockdown and, and COVID storm that hit us and everything. I don't know if, if some of you had this experience, but I, I don't know. I wasn't doing much, but I felt tired. <laughs> I feel like, ah. And coming out of this whole lockdown thing, I felt like, yo, just not getting going. I almost felt like, yo, I just, I, I pray, I'm seeking the Lord, but it just, I'm not, I'm not getting there. I'm just like not taking off. And, um. So, it, it, Afrikaans say, it's so angeploeter for so rookie. And, and then, at the point, I, I, I spoke to Mike. Oh, yeah, he sends his love. Those of you that my, knows Mike, he's, um, and um, his daughters, yeah, it's well. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> um, so, I spoke to Mike, said, Mike, I'm tired. Now, if you, if you know me, I don't get tired much. I, I, I usually, I'm very stable. I, I don't go like this or that. My... My, I'm usually like this, at, but this was the first time that I actually felt I need a very long holiday. I need to just, and I spoke to Mike, and his eyes were like, because he doesn't know me, <laughs> there's somebody that, that feels like almost like, and I said, what is the purpose of what we are doing? Why are we doing this? I mean, it's all this registration, scan, and it's all these things that we have to go through, and all these things that, that, that just, it, it's not much, but it weighs you down. It, it puts this, this thing and this weightiness on you. And I, I don't know if you've read that scripture that the Lord gives it to those whom he loves in his sleep. So that evening, <laughs> he loves me very much. So he met me in my sleep. I was dreaming. And I was asking God in my dream. I said, God, what is the purpose of what we are doing? Why are we doing what we are doing? And, and just knowing Jesus, he always just comes in and he says this one liners, liners, and he said, discipleship. 
evangelism. And, and I was like, duh, yeah, <laughs> this is what we are doing. This is why we are here. This is the purpose. But something happened in my heart, in my dream. And that morning when I woke up, I felt refreshed. It was as, as purpose came into my heart, something got stirred in me. And I realized that everything that we go through, even in this time, it is to, I'm, maybe I need to take this off. I'm looking strange. <laughs> um, everything that we do is we live to, to make disciples. Just imagine if Jesus' last words were what he said on the cross, it is finished. It would have been powerful because, I mean, it is finished. He died on the cross, and it, it is finished. He said, this klar, this verbay, it is finished. But for the sense of, yes, we're going to heaven, that, would, that, that, that was amazing. But that wasn't necessarily the last words that he said. His last words that he said, and some, I don't know precisely what the last words are that he said, but Matthew 28 gives us an idea. Okay. Before we go to Matthew 28, let me just, I forgot about this. Um, but when making disciples became the ministry of every disciple, not just the leaders, we no longer slim, simply adding disciples, we started multiplying. And this is something that the Lord has been stirring in my heart. It's just like, um, is that making this priesthood of all believers, every one of us has a part to play to reach somebody for Jesus and to make disciples. So Jesus, getting back to Jesus' last words. Um, so his words wasn't like you see at the end of the movie, the end. <laughs> his words was, it has begun. <laughs> it has begun. And 2,000 years ago, he said, it has begun. And each one of us are sitting here because a few men and women ran with a message of a living Christ that rose from the dead. And they went out and they made disciples. But this, he says this following, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. It has begun. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end. Of the age. That was some of the last words that Jesus spoke. And it wasn't like, okay, bye, you're going to heaven. No, yeah, yeah, I did die for you on the cross. You're going to heaven, but you've got a mission. You have a part to play in this thing. It has begun. There's a mission, and He's calling us to go. And so for us to think, what is a disciple? I've put it into three things as easy as A, B, C. So I'm going to look at the three things, A, B, C, abide, belong, and contribute. And out of that, we're going to look at what is our mission. So if a disciple is a, a, somebody that abides in Jesus, belongs, and contribute, what is our purpose? What is the purpose that Jesus has for us? So let's look at the first one. So abide. We see when Jesus called his disciples, he came to them with an invitation. Imagine you standing wherever you are, whatever business, you're selling cars or you fixing stuff, or, and Jesus come, here's my invitation. Come follow me, and I will make you 
fishers of men. Just imagine Jesus coming to you with that invitation. And he does today. He says, he's calling you to follow him, to abide. He's calling you, he's, he's extending an invitation to each one of us to, into a relationship. It's not just following, but if you look at, at, the, at the word follow, there's two meanings. It's used about 20 times in the, new to, in, in, in the Gospels, and it comes down to two main meanings. The first one is, the first you get in um, Mark 1 verse 17, um, and the meaning of the word there, follow, it means to change direction and come behind him. So whatever you've been doing, stop that, change your direction and come behind me. That, that's what follow meant. It's just like, I've been going, I've been living my own life. I've been doing what I wanted to do. And Jesus says, follow me. He says, okay, change direction, come behind me. I'm calling you into a relationship. The second part of follow that, that is used is to accompany me and to imitate me. So come behind me, change your direction, follow me to, to accompany. Come with me. I want to show you. Come, um, remain with me. Abide with me. I've got this amazing, that scripture in Matthew 9, take up your cross and follow me. There's a, there's come, and basically what it means, it says the following. What I do, what I say, how I live my life, this is how you are to live your life. This is the invitation. This is the invitation. How I live my life, come behind me. And you know the thing of COVID was like, save your life. <laughs> <laughs> save your life. And, and just the society um, these days are like, no, preserve your life. Save up for that one day. Yes, there's wisdom in that. But most of it's protect. Keep yourself. But Jesus says, slay yourself. <laughs> Lay down your life and follow me. Change your direction. You were going to say, come behind me and the life that I live, come live that. Follow in my steps. I'm inviting you into a relationship, to be with me, to imitate me, to abide in me. We know the John 15, the abiding chapter. And it says, Jesus speaking, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is, he, it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And it says, so, so if, if we abide in him, we will bear much fruit. And then in verse 8, he goes on and says, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So if we abide in him, we will bear much fruit. And this, he says, this will glorify my Father. And this is proof to be, this proves that you are my disciples, that you are are living a life that you are abiding in me. See, it's as easy as A. The invitation is to come into a relationship with Jesus. That's who a disciple. It's somebody that follows him, that changes direction, come behind him and live the life that he has exampled for us. 
it sounds easy. It's harder to walk it out. <laughs> Let me say that. But it's, it is not complicated, if I can use that word. So is everybody still okay? I'm very quiet in here. <laughs> Do I have a frown on my head or something? <laughs> okay, you must just say it. <laughs> okay, so the next one is belonging. Okay, B. None of the original disciples followed Jesus alone. They followed him together. They belonged to one another, to a group of people. It wasn't following Jesus on my I can make Lenuki and Yay and Yona and I can make Icy and Yay and Yo Icy. We had a, I hope this in Afrikaans is not going to, but we heard um, some, like at the Strandinsa, they, they would do popakas and then they would drive through the, through the streets and say, Mikey's, Mikey's, come at your Hikey's. Friends, friends, come at your. Hikey's or whatever. So I don't know what's the right, right English for that. But it's like after this COVID thing, we have to drive through the streets. Says, Mikey's, Mikey's, go with your hikey's. It has begun. There's a mission. I'm calling you into a relationship with me. Come and follow me. Come behind me and come belong to my people. Come and belong to my people. I have a body. And we see this, and if you've been part of Josh Chen for a while, you've probably have heard, oh yeah, um, there's a body, belonging to a body. Um, Acts 2, and all, this, this is the early church. This is where it began. This is where we are from, in a sense. Like, we are church today because of this church. And it says, uh, just a picture of this church. And all who believed were together. They belonged together. It wasn't it was everybody together. We belong to one another. Um, they had all things in common. Now the full, um, Acts 4 verse 32, Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. This, they belonged to one another. Another scripture that is beautiful is 2 Timothy 2. Verse 22, it says, so flee youthful passions um, and pursue righteousness, faith and love and peace. Timothy says, come, flee these youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace along with others. Those who have a pure heart. There's, a, there's not about serving, abiding in Jesus just by myself. A disciple is somebody who has, has this in, received this relationship, this invitation into a relationship with God, but also into a relationship with the believers, the body of God, belonging, that we belong to one another. We are not called to live this alone. We can know the truth that Jesus says you, that he forgave our sins. Yes, we know. He forgave me. Wow, he says we need to forgive one another. We know the truth. Yeah, we know it. But you know what? It's only in a family that we can live it out <laughs> to forgive somebody. It's like when we belong to a people, we actually get the reality of living that out. It's not just theory. It's not just we get the opportunity to forgive somebody because probably somebody has offended you somewhere, maybe in this week. 
We get, the thing about disciple, discipleship, how can younger disciples see what forgiveness is if they don't see it in our midst? How can they see um, by this, they will know that you're my disciples by the love that you have for one another. There's something of a picture of Jesus portrayed of people that is in relationship with God and relationship with one another. It's as easy as A, B. We get to see now. It's clear it is impossible to completely follow God without walking with other believers as well. Other people will balance us out. They will bring out our stuff. They will round out our strength and our weaknesses. And somehow these are the reasons why we want to skedaddle. And we want to get out of here is when, when somebody hurts me. When, but it's within the body of Christ that we get to be. Jesus, walk like him, talk like him, live like him. We, the things that he did in, in the Gospels, we get the opportunity to live that out in the body that he has called us to do. Romans, Romans 12 verse 5 says, So in Christ, Christ being the head, though many um, from one body. So Christ is our head and we are many in one body. One is a foot, one is an eye, one is an ear. We are many and each member belongs to all the others. A disciple is not just somebody who abides in a relationship with Jesus. They belong to one another. Anyone confused? It's not that difficult. No, no. Okay. I don't think so. All right. And then C. Oh, I had that one. Contribute. So a disciple is somebody that's not just passively coming along, but it's somebody that plays a part. And this, I think this is where it comes in with what God's busy with this congregation. COVID says preserve your life, keep yourself, don't do that, don't do that. But Jesus says lay down your life. It has begun. Go make disciples. And each one of us is called to play a part in this, in this time. I know it's hard to believe what I'm going to say, but I'm actually an introvert. <laughs> um, I've just learned how to do this, and then I'll go into my haiki <laughs> after this. <laughs> no, not, not really. But I, I don't like speaking in front of people. I've, I've learned to, but I think many of us, we, we think, what do I have to bring? And Jesus is just saying, just come into relationship with me, belong to my people, just give yourself and bring the part that you have to bring. You have a part to play in, 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 in the church. Who of you know that silly game that we played as kids, Simon Says? Have you ever played that game? All right, so Simon Says, please stand. <laughs> Everyone, please stand. <laughs> okay, so Simon Says, touch your head. <laughs> Simon Says, touch your ear. Simon Says, touch your knee. Simon says, give the baby some milk. <laughs> Madness, I want to include you. <laughs> um, Simon says, twirl around if you can. <laughs> All right. Simon says, jump on one spot. <laughs> All right, sit down. Thank you very much. 
Uh, all of you are out. Sorry, Simon didn't say you need to sit. Oh. <laughs> Cease. <laughs> Motor sit. <laughs> but you know, this game, it's like, so we do everything that Simon says because it's part of the game. You want to win. But what about Jesus says, go and make disciples? Do we go? Yeah, Jesus, um, I'm shy. Jesus, I don't know how to... Jesus says, go into all, the world, into all the world and make disciples. Matthew 28, it says, Go baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. It's not teaching them to know all that I've commanded you. It's teaching them to go actually do. There's something of, of, of being part of, of, of the church, that we have something, we have a part to play. And you know that, the wise guy builds, wise guy, <laughs> wise man, <laughs> builds his house on the rock. It's like when we do what he tells us to do. So being in church and not playing a part is you're not living the full picture of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. It is you missing out. On, on, the, on, the, on the blessing of that. So they say, when, when, when a preacher says he's closing, it means he's, he's going to be another half an hour. So I'm closing now. <laughs> not really. I'm really closing. <laughs> All right. So I'm not going to preach long. But I, I want to say, if a disciple is somebody, let's go to this one. Oh, yeah, before we go to that. Um, so we started with, with Matthew 4, verse 19. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. So you'll see when Jesus called his disciples, he said there was an invitation into a relationship to belong to a people, but he also gave them a challenge. Hey, Zacchaeus, get out of that tree. <laughs> Peter, cast your net out on the other side. There was, there was a... There was an invitation to come and follow him, but there was also a challenge. There was a contribution that each one of us has a part to play. You, no, no matter who you think you are, um, if you, like every one of us, shy, extrovert, introvert, has a part to play to make disciples. So if being a disciple... <clears throat> is someone who is abiding in Jesus, who belongs to a body, belongs to the people of God, the believers of God, and somebody who contributes, that plays his part, then making disciples is simply the process of helping people to abide in Jesus, to belong to his family, and to start giving, and actually evangelize and contributing and making disciples themselves. It's not difficult. Do you, do you see? It's not. It's the power lies actually when we start living this out. But it's abiding means like we grant people foundational truth. We, we teach them how to pray. We teach them how to love Jesus and walk a relationship. In family, we, we, we do things together. In, in family, you don't have to know all the answers. 
like sometimes she's like, but I don't know the Bible so well. I can't really disciple somebody. But if we disciple in a family, if we belong to a family, the answers that we do not have, we can have coffee with somebody else. It says, I don't know what to tell this person. Can we have coffee together? I'm discipling. Can, can, can he ask you some questions? In family, the, the possibility of, is so much more. And then when we are not just passive and we actually start doing something about it, we'll see that their life starts flowing and other people actually also comes to Jesus. As that quote I, I shared at the beginning, it's like it's not just the responsibility of the leaders to make disciples, but it's the task of each one. Of, we are the priesthood. It's each one of us has a role to play to make disciples for Jesus. Can I get an amen on the ABCs, please? I've, I've many people that spoke into my life. Some of the names you would know. Um, but there's a William Warren. There's a Tani Dini. There's a Tani Rahi. There's a Jan Wendy Slubber. There's a um, Siloheim. There's a um, Cassie. Cassie, you know Cassie. Ruan. <laughs> Ruan Slubber. Fritz. There are many people that, the person that I am today and that the courage that I have to actually speak to you today were these voices into my life. I wouldn't have been here if somebody in a family didn't come and say, come walk with us. Let me show you. I remember having a, a blended darming, darming, <laughs> appendix, appendicitis, is that the right word? Like, I want to again, sitting with Cassie in the, in the spreekamer and he says, yo, my English, where am I now? It's dangerous to start speaking Afrikaans because then you default back to your, your roots. Um, and, and sitting with Cassie and, and knowing that, that I need to go to the hospital right now. And he said, these are your options. Being operated on right now or the other option. We pray, we hear from Jesus where the antibiotics will be. That it, it Take a week, but you can trust the Lord. I said... Let's pray together. We prayed. There was faith. And I said, oh, I think we can go this route. Went that route. Ten years later, haven't had any problems. I went back <laughs> a week ago, two weeks ago, with pain again. I said, Cassie, a while ago, I was here with you with this pain. And I think it might be that, but I, I'm not sure. He says, Morris, do you know what? Do you know what? When last you were with me? I said, no. He said, ten years ago, precisely today for the same thing. And, um, and I was just reminded of the Lord's faithfulness in 10 years. And, and just the, these are the people that spoke into my life, that, that, that taught me that you can believe, trust God for healing, that you can forgive somebody when they've offended you. Exampling forgiveness. Um, it's in this family that we learn to be his disciples. But let's invite others in to become disciples of Jesus also. It's not just us four and no more. It's everyone. It has begun. It is not just for us. And now I'm really closing. Okay. So I want to I wanna give an opportunity this morning. I don't know everyone here. Maybe all of you know Jesus. But I do want to give an opportunity this morning for, for those that have not made a decision to follow Jesus, to walk in His. And, and you haven't given your life to Jesus. And this morning, 
It is easy as you've been going your own way and following Jesus. He says, come, follow me. Change direction. Come behind me. It is a, there is a sense of changing direction that needs to happen. It's just, I've been living for myself, Jesus. I've been, it's all about me. It's all about what could satisfy my needs. What, what is, what is, it, it, it's about me. But I'm saying, Lord Jesus, I'm, I'm changing direction. I'm coming behind you. I want to follow you. I want it to be all about. If you haven't done that before, I want everybody's eyes closed. I just want to give an opportunity before we go to the next part. It is easy as ABC. This is the other ABC. Um, this morning, if you don't know Jesus, it's as easy as accepting him as your Lord and Savior. It is as easy as believing in him, putting your trust in him this morning and confessing your sin um, before him this morning. And he is faithful to come and save you as you make that decision. So I want to give an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus and you want to give your life to Jesus this morning, just slip up your hand. Say, Lord, I want to follow you. I've been living my life. I've been just living what I want to do. And I want to say, Lord, this stops today. I want to follow Jesus. Whatever the cost, I want to come behind you and follow you. Is there anyone this, this morning I'd want to say that? I do want to give an opportunity for that. I don't want to. Last week, I wanted to skip it, and then four people got saved. So I don't want to go on here. Is there anyone? You, you know if you're following Jesus or not. And today might be your opportunity. Okay. Cool. Nobody here? So it has begun when you go out the doors. <laughs> go tell people about Jesus. Um, and then I want to close with one thing. Yo, I'm closing very long here today. Um, <laughs> um, I want to say is that the first thing is Jesus hasn't called us just to, to know about him, but to actually obey him. And I want to put a challenge. Here's some homework. Is there something that Jesus has been speaking to you and you know in your heart that you have not listened? He's been putting his finger on this area in your life and, and he is saying, that thing, I want you to, teaching them to obey all that I've come up. There's something of the beauty of where we actually go and do what he tells him. We can't say we follow him in this relationship, but we actually don't do what he tells us to do. So I want to give some homework. Tonight, somewhere this afternoon, go ask him. Or you maybe know, is there something? And then maybe go and repent of, of that. There's so much life that will come through if, if, we, if you can just do that. And then go tell somebody in your community. Jesus highlighted this thing. So can I leave that practical thing with you? All right. I'm going to close with a song, um, which I'm not going to sing. Um, but it's a video that I've, that, that's, that's really been stirring my heart. And it's really for us to go and make disciples and to really um, step out in, into what the Lord has for us. I'm just going to place the audio on. Okay. I love this song because it's, it's not a, I love that phrase, I'll preach the gospel, die and be forgotten. Because some of us actually just want to be remembered and just it's about me. But the, the, picture of a disciple is somebody, it's not about being remembered, it's, I'm, I will not be ashamed, I will share the gospel and um, make disciples for Jesus. Each one of us has a part to play. If you've been serving Jesus for a week, 
you've been reading maybe a few pages of the Bible. You can teach somebody in that. <laughs> it is not that complicated. I think the walk out, in a sense, is just we need to find families. How do I actually make a disciple? That's where we're going to learn in family. And ask Ruan and Cassie, and they will, they will um, fire on. But my wife, um, Juliet, um, she just felt something that she wanted to share. As, as we were watching the, the video of the song, um, I was just so stirred um, to trust God to go on an outreach again. Because um, we, we have been, we have, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of outreaches uh, due to COVID, but it will open up soon. So I just want to invite all of you with me to trust God within the next year to go on an outreach. Um, I'm, I'm trusting for us to go as a family somewhere into the nations. Of course, we can spread the gospel to our family, in our workplace, to our neighbors, to our friends. But something happens when we go into the nations and yeah, go on an outreach. Amen. Okay, I've been closing for a while. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's as easy as ABC. Abiding, invitation into a relationship, belonging to a family, and doing your part, contributing. And I want to encourage you, trust the Lord for somebody to disciple. You, you don't know, maybe know who is it going to be, but say, Lord, just one person, one person, I'm trusting you. And if you've discipled that one person, you ask for the second one. But just keep on stepping out and trusting the Lord for that. Amen. Very. Should I pray for us? Let me pray. Pray. Yeah, Father, it's not just about getting emotional and hyped up in like, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go. But Father, I pray that you will do a work in our spirits, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. That's when the Holy Spirit came upon the early church, Lord. Maybe just lift your hands with me right now. Father, I pray that you will come by your Spirit and that you will come and infuse us with the life and the faith to, to go out. Maybe it's just stepping across our yard to our neighbors. Father, I trust you, Lord, that you will awaken the desire within us, Lord, and, and just come with your life, breathe in us, Lord, the boldness that introverts will share the gospel, that extroverts will share the gospel, Lord, that every one of us will step out and trust you, Lord, so that disciples will be made in Paul, Father. And I pray, Lord, that you will do it in such a way that even that the disciples will reach one another in the middle as they go to Wellington, Bukweni, <laughs> from Vakesflay. Father, I pray that through this valley that you will come and do a work, Lord, that, that will glorify your name, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that we can say yes to this message that I said, it has begun. Let us go where you send us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Thanks, Mo. Thanks, everyone. There's coffee at the back. Have a blessed week. Amen. Death that fits at beneath the wall.